happened. The worms provided sinkage. The worms provided sinkage, Kay. Mark. Yeah, okay, so this is a neat pick then. Good Argue work. with that. It might be. <laughs> Hello, Internet, and welcome to the ADC Horror Cast. This is the Creative of the Town podcast brought to you by us over at ADCHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. I gotta use the bathroom. It's a guy thing, Jack. <laughs> what? And sitting next to Jake is someone else who thinks he'll go for a swim. It's Mark. That line was absolutely fucking infuriating, and I want to <laughs> talk about it, and we'll get to it. Well, we're going to talk about that I'm glad that I line. chose the right line. <laughs> For those of you unfamiliar with our Crackerjack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. And this week, we watched a Patreon pick. We watched a pick from Patreon member Jennifer. So, Jennifer, thank you very much. We watched 2020's The Beach House, and we are going to dive all the way into that real soon. And when we do, fair warning, we're going to spoil the absolute nonsense out of it, which kind of matters, and it is a 2020 movie, so... Pay heed to my spoiler warnings. And hey, if you want to be one of those Patreon members that gets to pick movies for us to watch, you can head on over to patreon.com slash A-to-Z-Horror, A-T-O-Z-Horror. Support the show at your level of choosing. And luckily for everybody, uh, that money isn't going to us right now. It's going to Feeding America, which is a place that needs it way more than we do. And if you don't want to give us any money and get the Patreon benefits, eh, that's fine, but do please consider donating what you are able to to a worthy cause. We continue to use blacklivesmatters.carrd.co as a good place to find links of ways you can help fight racial injustice across this country. But if you need a little escapism right now, hopefully you can have some fun with us in horror for the next little bit. And you know what that means. It's time to do the getting drunk part so that score let's do beers for fears hey boys are you hey, impressed that i changed the line on my show you sheet template and i said it right Damn. i rewrote it Which, for the first time in like a hundred episodes yeah now for the listener what's the show sheet title copy of copy of copy of copy of copy of copy there are oh. far too many for me to know how many there are yeah, yeah more yeah. than 30 oh sure Jack, yeah. <laughs> Jack, if you wanted to, I would be totally okay with you just inserting some canned applause from like a uh, live studio audience here if you wanted. I will, maybe. Cool. We'll see how I'm feeling. I think more than canned applause, you need the full bore roar, buddy. Thank you, boys. Oh I yeah. Oh, go get much. go get the hoots and hollers from uh, from Arsenio. You know the hoo 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 hoo. Solid. Either way, that's not what we're here to do. We're here to drink beer. Mark, what are your beers for we're these fears? <laughs> I mean, he's he's right. We are here to drink beer. Yeah. That is largely how this started. Um, I have two for you. First off, I got Spaceways Hazy IPA uh, yep. by Modern Times. So kind of two things here. Space is sort of tangentially related to the actual happenings I mean, here. But she's a hot, yeah. she's a desired. <laughs> Exactly, exactly where I'm going with it in a slightly less eloquent fashion, but she is studying astrobiology for some unknown reason, um, because everything can be explained by space, including the fragility of man and some very strained metaphors. Um, the other one I got is by Telegraph Brewing Company. This is West Swell Juicy IPA, which is has a big old crashing wave on the front of the can. Swell, in that case, of course, referring to the ocean and tides. Sure, and but this would be so. an eastern swell. Well, yeah, but uh, I don't know. They didn't have that one, Jack. Yeah, I I did almost end up buying a Pacific Ocean ale or a Pacific ale west, like, and I was like, eh, not quite. And at Atlantico, they were at a Pacifico. 
<laughs> uh, Mark, I like it. Uh, I went uh, slightly nautical themed. I'm drinking a Bubble Stash IPA by Hop Valley Brewing uh, because this movie ends up being about uh, the whole species or life form or something that was stashed in some bubbles underneath the ocean released by we learn very briefly from some radio and tv transmissions and exposition released by global warming uh from their bubbles into our world and into people's feet huh that global warming that somehow was affected by or that somehow affected the volcanic geysers that we see in the first part in the intro deep sea vents yes (laughs) all that global warming that's affecting our core it's a butterfly effect they do show bubbles there are several shots with bubbles jack yeah, and there's you aliens or aliens are notoriously bubbly, you know, very <laughs> bubbly stash. in demeanor. It's perfect, Jake. What are yeah. you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking one by brewery I've never had before. Uh, this is Sun King Brewery. Where the shit are you guys from? <laughs> Indianapolis, Indiana. <laughs> that is a cool looking can. Yeah, this is uh, this is Sun King Brewery. It's called Keller Haze, which is kind of a play on Killer Haze, which is basically what happens in this movie when it blows in. The other funny Hold the thing of that up to the camera a little more for from a beer perspective. Ooh. From a beer perspective, I find this kind of weird because it's a hazy IPA. Um, but then they say it's finished in a slightly hazy Keller beer style. Now Keller beer is like a German lager, so I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. But Keller haze, <laughs> Killer haze. There you go. There you I'm go. Oh, I should. Up. I'll note just for posterity. I'm also gonna have a shot of whiskey. I'm gonna have here. a shot too. Hell yeah, buddy. Okay, give me uh, a sec. Give me a sec. Okay. We, we I, prepa- I gave I advance notice. I gave advance notice. <laughs> I forgot to put a tape in. <laughs> well, boys, I've got myself a nice little shot of Jay and John Jameson. Jay and Mo. <laughs> what do I have? Oh, Elijah Craig. Yeah, I have cheers. My tiny little cup. Tiny cheers. Little I know. Cup. I like your little, your little tin cup there, Mark. Cheers, boys. Good shit. Man makers mark rules. Woo! But to drinking beers and watching horror movies isn't the only thing we've done over the course of the last week. And if this were a normal week, we'd talk about all the other shit we've watched. But all of it. As we record this, it's kind of close-ish to the start of the month, so we need to talk about the horror release roundup or HRR. Also, Merry Christmas. Also, Merry Christmas, as you hear this probably. Uh, the <laughs> Horror Lease Roundup is our monthly segment where we will collect every horror movie we're able to find that's coming out over the course of the next month, kick you a link to all of them, a little blurb about each one, all that good stuff. Over at the website, we talk about all of them. That's a to z horror, a hyphen z horror.com. Uh, but here on the podcast, we're just going to talk about a top one, a bottom one, a dark horse pick, and frankly, whatever else we want. Let's start at the bottom this month, boys. Mark. Yes, sir. What is your bottom one of December 2020? And I got to tell you, this month is a bit of a stinker. Yeah. All the good stuff was in October, and there were a few good ones in November, and it's been a steady downhill trend. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it is not look we're we're very practiced now at this point we've been doing this for what three and a half four years of hrr sure and there are some stinky trailers out there that i mean they're tough to get through but i'm usually okay <laughs> to stick around for two minutes sometimes even three if that's what you're giving me that's fine Stop. i guess don't do that though please don't do that uh yeah. this one was a trailer that like i legitimately what I like I I mean look full disclosure I watched the whole watch thing but oh. I kind of hated myself for it I wanted to make that principled stand of turning it off halfway through even though it was only like 90 seconds long the movie I'm you talking had to flog about yourself extra hard that night yeah 
The movie I'm talking about is Psycho Pump. This looks like one of the worst things ever allowed to be released on screen. Uh, the world is now dumber. May God have mercy on your soul. You know what it reminded me a whole lot of? What? Early on in this project, we got a screener of a movie called Dead Kansas <laughs> that I watched, and this gave me very strong Dead Kansas vibes. I don't think- Except for, at least in that, it seemed like at least the filmmakers were having fun. I don't think this we got a screener Latin. so much as they emailed us a link to the YouTube video that is Dead Kansas. <laughs> but yes, that is also There's- a thing that happened. Yeah, there's this is delivery an ultra low budget thing. Yeah, there's delivery in this trailer. Line delivery was what I mean. That is, it, it's intensely unique, and I mean that in the worst possible way. <laughs> good. Yeah. Yes. Look, this is an it ultra is low shocking. budget movie, but it does not look good. But yeah, like, I, I mean, don't. I don't like we... to hate on low budget right. movies just because they're low budget. I like to give them the benefit of the doubt. This might be the worst trailer I have ever seen. Period. Full stop. And, and like I said, like Dead Kansas, I fucking hated that movie, but at least it seemed to me like they were having fun making it. Nobody was having fun making this thing, it seemed. <laughs> so, yeah. That's, you have to uh, see the movie, Jack. It really comes through in the 90 minutes. There you go. Yeah, there, there you, you go. go. Yeah, exactly. It's it's it, They really bring it together with the editing. <laughs> what do you guys got? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jake, what, what about yourself? I went with the Smiley Face Killers, which is not that level of low budget or uh, German one. Aptitude. No, it's uh, no. Californian. It's, yeah, I don't know. It's it seems very American. There's some decently pretty boys running around. Uh, everything okay, about, everything about this one pissed me off. I mean, the name, the bullshit. It pulled the bullshit thing in the trailer where it it has like the director of, but it's a director of. So they're trying to pull the wool over your eyes. Where it's like, I forget what was the production that it was a director of. A director of Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, right. Breaking Which is Bad. funny a on a different level because there are whatever. 700 episodes? episodes? Yeah. yeah. yeah like, <laughs> stop. Don't do that. Okay. And then, like, the general level of just, like, unoriginal shit that was happening on top of those two things left me with a really bad taste in my mouth. Um, as we alluded to, I'll say that it's kind of drawing the short straw here because this month is Bayud with. All caps on the. How is it drawing the short straw then? Because I I I I took away the ones that I thought didn't deserve being mentioned because they're like so low Mm. budget. I see. And and then on top of that, like, I wanted to make sure that I was only considering movies that I really felt confident that were going to come out this year. Like, other disclosure we need to make is that we do our best, but December is the dumping ground for movies that might not have come out this year and were on the radar. So it's like. We think they're coming out. We did our best to check, and and here you go, listener slash reader, if you go to the website. But some of these movies probably aren't coming out this month. This one, I feel, is, strongly is, and uh, it looks very bad to me. Just not interesting. As the person who put the initial list together, I feel personally attacked that you don't think I've vetted each and every one of these dates. Well, see, I, I wouldn't have done that, but you told me you didn't, so. How dare you? <laughs> Well, I went a different direction for my pick. Jake, I agree with you. That doesn't look good. But I went with a little flick called uh, the, or not the, not the, (laughs) expressly noting, Black Pumpkin. (laughs) Um, For a few reasons. I don't think it's their fault that this is like a low-budget slasher flick that's being released around Christmas time. It's not your fault. That's not, (laughs) it's, (laughs) Will, it's not your fault. That's not the 
people who made this movie's fault, and it's not the fault of the movie. I assume that's a COVID production company related thing, etc., etc. What pissed me off about the movie is how much they just this movie is nothing but stealing tropes from other better movies. <laughs> It's Their killer is just Sam. It's just Sam from Trick or it's Treat. It's Sam Hain with like a little bit of like Jack Skellington in there. It's just it's shitty. <laughs> so you're blaming Uncorked is what you're saying? No. Oh, I actually I think this is this <laughs> no, is a weird uncorked. month as a side because there are three different Uncorked movies and none of them are on the Uncorked website, which leads me to believe they're just distribution movies. But I don't really understand how that side of their business works. But. Also, yeah. they heavily list the good distribution. They're movies probably on their what website. what that is, Mark, is they're probably not coming out. <laughs> That's why they're not on their website. Mm. But I don't know. They list stuff out for quite a while. Maybe they just haven't updated their shit. In a while, <laughs> it got canceled some time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, this is a Halloween movie about a slasher. Uh-huh. It's got a v- bad ripoff of Sam Hain as the villain, uh, mixed with a little Jack Skellington in there. It doesn't look great to me. Let's. Pull up here. Let's talk about Dark Horse Picks, Mark. <laughs> so there's What's a small there's a small part of me that wants to give it to another uncorked movie called Paintball Massacre. So do that it. looked pretty good. Pull the trigger, Mark. That one looked kind of funny and enjoyable, whatever. But I am too assured that it would also just be it would be fun for exactly ten minutes and then seventy to eighty minutes of not fun anymore. It feels like you'd get the shtick pretty quickly. Yeah, exactly. So instead, I'm gonna go with a shutter original, shutter exclusive, whatever, uh called Anything for Jackson, which kind of has oh, a similar shit. vibe to me. Um so- this is an interesting one because this is one of like this one I've saw trailers for in the wild without having watched it for the HRR segment. Like I've just yeah. been seeing these in my natural life trailers. That's for this interesting. Movie. That um, is. I'm interesting. gonna jump I had, in and this say this had not come up on my radar. Yeah, me either. I'm gonna jump in and say this is my dark horse too. So, Mark, if I have anything to add when you're done, I'll I'll pile it on. I guess. Oh, uh, boys, you're gonna hate what I'm about to say. It's not my dark horse, but it's your top guess, one. Guess no. Guess who the guy. In the creepy guy lead in this movie, that's that's an actor who played a character called named Ichabod on the Patriot TV show that I like I, very much. I, it's either going to be a Patriot reference or, Buster or, Scruggs. or a Doctor Who reference. Or, or Buster, Buster Scruggs. Sometimes it's Burn Notice. Okay, you have Yeah, four. but if it's Burn Notice, then I know who it is. Yeah. And there's only like five people in Burn Notice. And I might know if it's Buster Scruggs, so we've got like... A few. There are, there are a few out there in the We've wild. We've got it but... mostly nailed down. It's yeah. those other three. Well, from the he wild. plays a fantastic fucking character on, on Patriot, so he does a great job. You almost said Buster Scruggs. <laughs> no, I almost said Breaking Bad oh, is what I almost it. said. <laughs> Anything for Jackson is um, an interesting one to put on this list because I felt like the trailer was equal parts, oh my God, this looks terrible, and oh, that actually is kind of creative and fun. So we'll see which side of that coin wins out in the actual movie. It might get stretched out enough that there's just enough creativity there to make it really good. Um, accessibility is there. It's on Shutter, right? So just mm-hmm. turn that thing on and, you mm-hmm. know, barrier to entry is pretty low. So yeah. I see myself likely turning this one on, uh, and I will be absolutely surprised about how I feel about it. No matter what, you'll be surprised. Yeah, I, I mean, the jury's <laughs> out. This is why it's a, it, this is a true dark horse for me. There were points where I was like, "This looks absolutely fucking garbage," and there were points where I was like, "Actually, I kind of like that." Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> thought the trailer was pretty well put together. That's why it's the dark horse for me because, like, I, I, 
given what it seems to be bringing to the table, it doesn't seem like extremely novel, but it seems competently made. I thought the trailer was cut well. That could just be a shutter thing. Uh, it seemed like it was punching above its weight class, so to speak, from uh, what the trailer presented to what I feel the movie is going to be standpoint. But hey, it could surprise me. Shutter has been on a heater. <laughs> I, let me. Okay, I, I do have to give. I do have to complain about Shutter for a second. I have been fucking unable to watch a movie on my big like theater TV on Shutter for. I'm talking a week because I, it that's just your has TV. A, there's a playback error. It's I mean I'm sure it is because I had to watch this one. This movie was on Shutter. I watched this podcast movie on Shutter. I had to watch my fucking laptop because I can't watch it because I did playback error on Shutter on my Fire Stick on my TV. Yeah, I was able to watch porno on Shutter last night. You, in the I shop. bet you Very were, well. Jack. I Very bet well. you were. <laughs> um, I no, I, I think it's it's probably the honestly is probably the app on Fire TV right now because those apps from like honestly anyone is there's they suck. The apps suck. Uh, I've also noticed with all the Fire TV devices I've had, which has mostly been Fire TV sticks, but like one of the actual pucks, those pucks. like bog down more than anything else like i have to replace those like once a year or they just don't fucking work fire tv specifically yeah like Dude, my roku gone, devices I, yes. seem to work i yeah, for the record but, i use roku on both my tvs and i had to have zero complaints fuck i'm probably gonna have to switch <laughs> that been if fine. this one shifts yeah, the bed again this is my third fucking fire stick for this tv third our our bedroom tv is They're a roku cheap. smart tv and it's been great yeah you're and, telling me that amazon's manufacturing division isn't top notch <laughs> It is a shocker. How's that Amazon huh? phone treating you, Jake? Jeff Bezos, that chrome dome motherfucker. All right, you both have talked about your dark horse. Yeah. Mine was legitimately split 50-50 here. So you and picked two. No, I didn't because one of them is Mark's top one. I'm just going to spoil that. Right, I'm not going to talk about that cool. one. Good now. choice. But the other one, that so the one I will pick <laughs> as my top one as your, is- As your dark horse. As my, uh, yeah, dark Jesus. horse. It's hard, Jake. I just had a shot of whiskey. And I've had a hard. Couple. I had a couple before that we started recording, if I'm being honest. I picked What Lies Below as my dark horse. What? That sounds so familiar, that name. <laughs> it's it's almost like What Lies Beneath and huh. 30 other movies. This, huh. It's a terrible name. So, but normally, guys, this movie looks terrifying. <laughs> normally, I get really mad at these movies that are very clearly trying to ride the coattails of other movies by choosing just exactly the same name with like one syllable different, but... What fucking coattails does this thing think it's writing with, with trying I mean, to name it's it What Lies Beneath? It's certainly not like What Lies Beneath. It's certainly not As Above, So Below. That it's just, I just think they ended up saddled with a shitty name, uh, probably because they wanted a five other names that they couldn't get the rights to, right? <laughs> okay, um, sorry. That Talk they couldn't more about clear what lies through below. legal. But, um, man, this movie... So this movie is about like a a, a young woman who comes home from... I don't know if it's boarding school or college, but either way, comes home to her mother's lake house and now her mother's new boyfriend is some jacked up beefcake who's also a lamprey monster. Oh, it's dude. It's amazing. Full on lamprey. It's I do like how they made his teeth just guys. impeccable. His teeth are impeccable and then there's a lamprey, so it makes there, sense. It's, I love all the subtle... There's so many good scenes in here of like him telling her mother like no everything's fine well like he like gives her a side eye and his eyes get all wonky and reptilian and I weird fucking hate, I, I agree with mark i hate movies like this dude <laughs> I, I can't i think it looks great i, I yeah, do I like mean, 
I, I actually it thought could this be one real looked, shitty, but this one looked all right. But I think my favorite thing about it is that one of the taglines is just be intrigued. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I am intrigued. <laughs> what does that fucking mean? <laughs> it means what Mr. it says, December. Jake. It's be right there intrigued. on the tin. That's so lazy. <laughs> be very intrigued. Yeah, that's the I next. I am. Oh, Jesus. Christ. That would have been the appropriate escalation. Be intrigued. See be next very three, next intrigued. Card. Be very intrigued. <laughs> and then shot well, of him doing push-ups. But there's a distinct chance this movie sucks. But I also think it could be fucking rad as hell. Um, very excited about it. Okay. Well, that's going to take us into our top one picks. So, Mark, what is your top one pick? Except I already know what it is. Tell the listener. Yeah, you already had that that look ahead, the foreshadowing. Um, I picked a foreign movie called Breaking Surface, which is, I probably should have written this down. I'm not sure exactly where it's set. Norway, I think? Um, something That's like my that? best guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, two... It's- Scandinavian in nature, sure. anyway. General Scandinavia, probably very near the ritual. Um, there, so the two <laughs> sisters or two friends, something like that, are going diving in a fjord, and natural disasters happen. This is a, this is one of the ones on our list that actually isn't tagged with horror, but I decided to include it because it looks scary, and I like these types of uh, survival type movies. Um, before I've referenced Sanctum as another one that I really want to go back to and watch. This felt very similar to that vibe to me where there's someone trapped and trying to survive and the other person is running off into the wilderness trying to figure out how to help them before yeah, they die. Yeah, it looks that type of thing. real cool. Time I is was... running out. Resources are tight. What are Dude, you going to do? They do. I... Go ahead, Jack. I think we're going to say the same I... thing. <laughs> It looks awesome, but I was very put off by how bad the CG orcas look at the beginning. Oh, they look fine. You guys have no fun in your that was Okay, well, <laughs> they did look CG. That wasn't what I was going to say, though. What I was impressed by with this one is that, like, these movies stress me out to the max. And this does, like, seven distinct things that if it were the thing, the driving force of a str- the stress in a movie, I would be adequately... Stress. And it does to so use many stress of like them. seventeen yeah. times. And it does like seven of them. It's way too many. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle that. So I'm gonna let Mark take the plunge first. So yeah, to speak. I will. And that's yeah, nice pun with take the plunge. But I mean, that's exactly why I picked this one. You don't get a lot of like anxiety and fear out of trailers these days. And this is one of those ones where you look up and there's that rock slide coming out. Yeah. Like, oh, I mean, fuck. I also love just conceptually the fact that this is a movie where they are. I mean, they're diving in really cold, cold water diving or is, is really interesting to me. <laughs> I think that's awesome. Yeah. They're up in like the fucking yeah. Lofoten Islands in Norway or some shit. It's great. Yeah. Great Doing setting. I, I also love movies where the primary stressor, like the protagonist, isn't the one in abject mortal peril. Yeah. That's, that's such a it's stressful cool. fucking, like she's in trouble and she's in oh. danger too you know what i but love that's not the oh God, dog what? dog is on the surface if they fuck with that dog that dog looks like a good boy that's a golden that dog looks like such a good boy don't fuck with that it. dog was the, i mean that dog was kind of being a dick she just wanted oh! to help don't look this is not the type of movie where the dog dies it's not it's not tagged as horror therefore totally different ballpark the dog doesn't have to die jake what is your top one i went with the obvious one, sort of. I don't know, man. It's not a good month. I went with Monster Hunter. I, yeah, I'll look, I'll jump in here great. too. So did it's I. It's a Christmas yeah, release, dude. like big shit. You know, whatever. T- the, the throwing okay. Tony Jaw at this month is look, all I need. 
I have never played a Monster Hunter game. Nor have I. I know they're popular. This is Mila Jovovich and Tony Jaa. Yeah. In a, I don't know what, they're they're soldiers from different countries that they get are warped into. Distinctly different it's, people. Guys, it's a it's a Resident Evil movie that they snap that they just put the Monster Hunter label on. It's the exact same thing you've been um, getting from Mila Jovovich for the last decade, and now you're going to get it in a slightly different yeah, franchise. No, contrive a way That's for her underselling to fight the Tony Jawness. That's underselling the yeah, Tony Jaw. Yeah, and he had a crossbow in that one shot. I, I don't really I look, need him. I don't, I don't want to come off like I'm against this movie because I am not. This is the blockbuster that everybody needs right now. It is coming out on Christmas Day. Yeah. But I just your living the train of blockbuster Mila Jovovich explosions and monsters. This thing is continuing. That's kind of everything I need. Mark, have you played a Monster Hunter game? Uh, I haven't because I realized at a very young age that that is the specific type of game that if I played, I would just lose myself into. And I, I don't care to lose 200 to 300 hours of my what? life right now. What? What do you mean? We're, okay, we're gonna dive into this I, off air because I'm very. I have a lot of questions. Dude, those I, games too. you can you can those are a time sink game. People, I mean, Isn't I know that's a lot the of point folks of games. Like that's the point of games. That's like me with Stardew Valley. It's true. It's true, Mark. It's like uh, me with Oblivion. Okay, sure. <laughs> Pants of resist cold. That's not me. Okay, I knew <laughs> I how to play know, that but game. Still. <laughs> I consider it a big time commitment if it's 60 hours. I don't know. If it's more than that, then I need a little bit more variety in my life. That's, oh my all. God. That's all I'm saying. Okay, fuck Okay, me. I have a lot of questions. This on. is not the venue for Tony Jaw, we're moving on. This is not the venue for it. Yeah, it looks fucking rad. And is there anything else we want to talk about this month? No. Like this yeah, is... one more. One more. No. One more <laughs> that should go out there because it actually has already come out. It's been on the festival circuit for a while, and it has pretty high ratings out there um on like the tomatometer and metacritic and that sort of stuff but werewolf is a polish movie uh which is one of the most wildly depressing trailers i've seen in a long time because it yeah, starts with a bunch of it orphans. goes from like concentration camp to worse <laughs> yeah orphans in a concentration camp that then become just like wandering people who have to go to a live with some vagrant in a castle it, in the middle of Poland or something like that. and then they, They're in a concentration camp, and then shit gets worse. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, and then they have to fight off werewolves, long story short, in a movie called Werewolf. But um, I don't know. I guess this one's pretty good. It's, obvi- it's obviously in Polish, uh, which is another additional fun little thing. I haven't seen that many movies from Poland. Um, those international classics are always a good one to dip your toe into because they have different filming techniques and all that stuff that kind of give it a special flavor. But yeah, I did want to highlight that one because apparently it is actually also actually pretty good. Yeah. All right. Fair. I, I got nothing else really to talk about here. There's a shitload of movies coming out this month, but, uh, eh. but skip them. I'm, I'm like a little bit surprised. There isn't like a huge blockbuster holiday E horror movie. I'm coming not. Out. Dude, they haven't been able to make movies all year. I mean, yeah. What do you want? Yeah, the backlog has already been run through or, you know, whatever. One other one I'll throw out there, uh, because I don't know when you're going to be hearing this, but if you're you're thirsting for a Hallmark Channel, uh, like, original holiday movie, because I found out this week at work that almost everyone that I work with loves these things, uh, Letters to Satan Claus uh, is one that you might be able to trick them into watching. Um, which is set in a Hallmark movie universe, but features demons. I, uh, now, Mark, when you say trick them into watching, are you going to misspell the movie when you recommend it to them, or are you hoping they misread it? 
well, I mean, it's on the Sci-Fi Channel, so it's kind of on them if they're going through two layers of obscurity here, but I'm not going to help them understand what's happening. Or I might just put it on, and if they sit down and watch it, and they're like, oh, this is a charming, fun In all your frolic. social gatherings. <laughs> <laughs> so and, and they're gonna be point. like, so what movie is this? And you're gonna be like, it's called uh, Letters to yeah, he's got Claus. Letters <laughs> to Mr. Claus. I do think <laughs> I found the trailer. Letters really, to a Claus. I found the trailer really charming for this one. I might watch it. I, something about like actually going with like we're just gonna make the Hallmark movie is pretty funny to me. Yeah, that so. is that is funny. Yeah, it's a good way to go about things. It's time to go to the feature presentation. We are well past 30 minutes here. Are we? Yeah. You aren't. <laughs> behind the curtain. I'm at eight minutes. <laughs> He's got that compression. Yeah. Over at ADCHorde.com this week, we watched 2020's The Beach House. Now, it could be 2019. It's 2020. But... It's 2020. It came out it in the U.S. Like in 2020. July released. 2020. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this was a pick from Patreon member Jennifer. So, Jennifer, thank you again. Really appreciate it. And, boys, what a pick it was. I knew fucking nothing about this movie. I mean, we covered it on HRR at the time, and if I were doing my due diligence, I probably would have gone back and looked at what I said with it there, but I didn't. Yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> It came out, I think, there were, I want to say, I don't know if they were all called The Beach House, but, I mean, dollars to donuts, I would have I bet you that there were at least two movies this month with the exact same name, and we could not figure <laughs> out which one was which. And speaking of Shudder, this is a Shudder, uh, not fucking, speaking of uncorked, this is an uncorked. Yeah, that was <laughs> it, a weird thing to see. It is, it's not uncorked. Yeah, we with have a, to clarify with an apostrophe. It's in a this complete... audio medium. Hold on, I wrote it down. It is. It's spelled out. Yeah, it's, it's not uncorked, uncorked productions, it. not uncorked entertainment. Totally yeah. different. Which, like, completely what different. What the fuck? One of you two needs to change your the fucking fact. Yeah, name. the fact My that God. there are, are two of these that exist within this is evidence of the fact that there are too many of these. Well, and based on the quality of this film, I think the one that. The, the the one that this one is should change their name. Holy shit, you hated this movie. No. They're just significantly less prolific. If you go to the productions website... I, I'm, I'm saying the people who made this movie shouldn't want to be associated with Uncorked, which is more prolific. I like that you're saying the other one, Uncorked, when this is the one that has the E. You have made this so confusing. Uh, un- we've called... We've called the one with the apostrophe, the one we've talked about a lot, we've called that Uncorked a lot. Well, that's on us because this one has an E and the other one has an apostrophe. So this should be, if you're going Shakespearean with it, uncorked, and the other one should be uncorked. It's all baffling. In any I case, can't. I mean, it, I did do a little bit of a dive on uncorked productions, the one that made this movie. Uh, it is not the same as uncorked entertainment, as we've said. But it's also, I mean, it's pretty damn small. Uh, I think the only other movie that they had made that I recognized was Emily or Amelie or whatever it's called, the E L I E E one that mm-hmm. has been up on Netflix for a long time. Okay, they have I a few other non horror movies out there, but um, I mean, yeah, it's it's confusing. It's to, very. I confusing. think very we confusing. are we are probably three of the ten total people on the face of the planet who would find this confusing. So I, we're spending a lot dude, of time I, talking about this. <laughs> I, we're spending a lot of time on this, and I lost my fucking mind when I saw it. <laughs> Me too. My, so I, I almost broke my phone screen. I was tapping so hard. So, so 
Okay. Safe to say, none of us had seen this before. No, oh, I will. I will say this is showing up on some lists for 2020 movies that you should see if you're a horror fan. Um, I guess to a, in a certain whatever. No spoilers right here. <laughs> Saved it at the end. Saved it at okay, last. I think Saved it at I, the last. I predict we're gonna disagree, but okay. Um, did you guys know anything about this movie? Did you guys remember this from HRR? Yes. I guess is what I'm asking. Yes, I remembered it. I knew that it was a movie about a couple that goes to a Cape Cod, Massachusetts like beach house and shit happens and it's not good. <laughs> but that's about <laughs> it. Horror ensues. I yeah, I think I the the only thing that I probably remembered once I saw the movie was that it had the guy from Dawn of the Dead in it. And everything else that I remembered about this movie was a an amalgamation of the three or four other movies that were also called The Beach House or The Beach Holiday or The Summer Vacation, whatever movie. Okay. Well, good. I'm, so, but we're all going in relatively blind. And yes. Jennifer picked this movie. So we're going to have to do another 10 second, 10 second, 10 second kind of 30 second plot synopsis. We're going to have to relay this action so 30 seconds around the goddamn clock so weird the order is going to be jack jake then mark how'd you determine that i don't know sandwiching me up (laughs) you get angry at me whatever order i pick you're angry oh yeah (laughs) and the order is going to be jake jake and then jake how dare you so the clock is going to start when I start, we're going to do 8.30. This requires a lot more mental how gymnastics. Many, how much whiskey have you had before starting today? <laughs> seven. He's had seven whiskey. I had, I had three shots before we started the episode. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> and any dinner? Have you had supper? Oh, fuck no. <laughs> that's for 10 p.m., Mark. Okay, cool. A young woman's dumb dick boyfriend takes her to his parents' beach house, uh, and there's another couple there that shouldn't be there, but they're friends with his parents, and it's uncomfortable time. Oh, Jake. my God. They they hang out for a bit. Night comes in, and some, like, fog starts rolling in off the ocean. They do not feel well. They time, Mark. Over. Turns everybody into zombies, and then the two main couple, whatever the hell their names are, Emily and Randall, escape through a truck. Randall ends up turning into a zombie, and then Emily time. ends up into a zombie, too. <laughs> everybody dies. It's one of those movies where everybody dies. I love dies. these because I know that the reason that we get good feedback on them is just that it's like watching a train wreck, but you're listening to it instead. <clears throat> I don't think I did that bad a job. I do for the first third. I, I think didn't do collectively, much better, but you guys, did. as a team, we need to spend a little bit less time transitioning between each other and more time just doing the thing. Yeah, it's like I a do. Twenty-six second plot synopsis by the mm-hmm, end of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but we had to cut out a lot of practice attempts where we didn't have the person doing the plot synopsis say the next person, and those all went terribly. <laughs> they just stopped talking, and then <laughs> both both Jake and I are just kind of looking at each other like, all right, well, that was fun. I guess he's done. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, this is a movie about a global warming made some weird creatures come up on a beach and killed everyone on the beach. It's about evolution, Yeah, honestly, man. there's 
This is one of those ones where it's a trap to do the 30-second plot synopsis because there's like you could probably summarize this thing in about eight seconds, and then if you spend any more time than that, you've gone it's too far. To the I minutes. could spend 30 seconds talking about what a fucking asshole her dumb dick boyfriend is. I hate that guy so much. He's the worst character. Accurate. Yes, he is what this movie does right and wrong. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's... Okay, okay. Well, before we get there, <laughs> I was going to say. We got to talk about what in the fuck subgenres of horror this fits into except independent which is the one i'm taking what are we leading with timidly uh what the hell would we put like the fog in or the mist whatever those two things belong in. i don't think we've reviewed either of those that's like lovecraftian yeah i mean like nautical they come to us is (laughs) 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 is that what this is basically though basically uh supranatural yeah, it is supernatural mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's small body horror elements. What the hell did we tag happening as? This is that's what this should go into. Supernatural. Kind of like supernatural. Yeah, yeah I'm, I mean, I'm glad we pulled that one back out. Yeah, and then other than that, it's just the happening in terms of in 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 terms of categories, so sub sub genres. <laughs> well, what? And, I mean, no, not that. And part. zombie. This belongs in zombie. It's a zombie well. movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's a weird element to this movie. Well, <laughs> Jack. <laughs> it's a strange one. It's a bit of a strange bird. Well, I, I just watched a zombie movie last night that I'll talk about on next week's podcast that it was it was the most zombie movie-ass zombie movie I've ever seen. It was exactly as every other zombie movie has ever happened. So I kind of actually appreciate that this one uses the zombie lore, whatever, without actually falling into any of those traps. It's nice to see it zombies used in a new and fresh way. Oh, for sure. I mean, they were kind of a footnote, to be honest. <clears throat> yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> totally when was the last time you saw zombieism as I, a footnote? Okay, ja- we'll get uh, we'll get into it. Let's have a it might be unnecessary, f- but I I don't know that it was a bad choice. Let's have what the movie does right. Mitch. Really? <laughs> How That's your Mitch? first does right. The <laughs> I'm biggest asshole book. I've I'm ever taking seen a page out of the Jack no, 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 book. No, no, no. Jack, Mitch is the older gentleman. The one yeah, who Mitch, is, Mitch is played by Jake Weber, who's from Dawn of the Dead. Now, I, I was kind of joking. I was taking a page out of the Jack book, but I stand by this. He was my favorite character. And a weird thing happened while I watched this because this character, and I'd be interested to hear if this even registers for either of you guys. This character is just someone that I swear to God I've met in my life. I fully agree. Yeah, I don't know this, what the hell that was, but that, no, that everyone has a was weird a older person in their know. life. Not like an old person, but like a person who's like 10 to 20, 12 years older but than like, themselves. Look, mannerisms, things that, I, he, I, like everything. I weirdly know exactly what you mean. And I, I, I know this man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now thinking we might be talking about like I don't know who I'm talking about, but I think we're talking. Wait, about do the we same actually person. know someone whose face looks like this? I don't like know. Maybe like that's this? what I'm worried about. Do you just Shit. know Jake Weber? That this isn't an archetypal character; it's just someone we actually know. I I there's, did like his character though. Like his his calm. It it started to raise the alarm bells a little bit. I mean, didn't need to, but I, he he brought like a strange calm about him to the movie which was interesting but it's they... like a defeated level of calm yeah where I... it's just like it's just overflowing with sadness and depression well which, I like mean, makes for good sense reason. when you have a wife who's like terminal and you're yeah. bringing her here for your last riddled with together. cancer Jesus. yeah and i did like how they kind of built that a bit i mean 
they didn't ha- they didn't need to say it out loud, but you gathered as much the way that they kind of you know they showed you like all the medication, and then you met her first. And then he gets there, and they meet in terms of the two couples. I just really like that guy's character. He's great, and he's really fucking creepy. Like when she's on the beach, and he just shows back. He's like, "Hi!" Like oh. it's fu- He's fucking creepy. Let's give that a minute. I want to talk about that on a future <laughs> segment, but um. This is a great backdoor way of segueing into the first thing that I'd written down about this movie is that the relationship dynamics and tension between each couple and the individual relationships between those couples also feel like feel very realistic and intriguing. Those are that's the fuel that this movie that the that the engine of this movie runs on. Right. At least the first quarter of it. One of the interesting things about this movie that I'm sure we'll talk to later is that things shit hits the fan real quick. And then immediately they're like, everybody's dead and they're running. But the first part of this, I, what I found was the most intriguing part of it where we have, uh, Emily and Randall interacting with Mitch and Jane. They're kind of meeting each other, learning about each other. They're doing, (laughs) they're doing weed. They're taking edibles. Um, they're doing they're weed. doing the weed the pot. <laughs> smoking the reefer littering and um <laughs> but i thought in general like the way everybody fits together there was quite i don't know if it's a written if it's a writing thing or if these this group of actors just made it work particularly well i think okay or dinner scene being a good example i'm assuming yeah Okay, so here's Honestly, what that I, whole first act. Yeah, I had a I had a note about the dinner scene and what it was reminding me of. I think part of it, I don't think part of it was definitely due to the way that it was shot and it was done in such, like kind of a voyeuristic way where things are kind of zoomed in a little too much. The camera's changing a lot. It's shaky. It reminded me a lot of coherence in the way that they shot that, and I think that that sort of organic voyeuristic way of doing these things helps at least us, get involved in what those characters are about. Sure. Yeah, I'll buy that. I I will say, Mark, it's interesting that you say you like the dynamic between the two relationships. I I was wildly uninterested in the dynamics of each relationship individually. I didn't give a shit when Randall and Emily, I didn't give a shit about their interpersonal interactions. I hated all those distresses and I didn't give a shit about the older couples dynamic. I liked it when they mixed it up. They were like cross interacting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I think an interesting that's, point. Yeah. I, I agree with yeah. that to a certain extent. I still think that within the couples, I want to make a distinction here. Like Randy was a shithead and an asshole that Emily should that have couple, I couldn't I couldn't enjoy that couple because I hate him so much. Right, but in a way that's sort of an interesting dramatic side point to this is it's that's that's a thing that you can watch is watching the end of a relationship, and that's kind of what the opening of this movie is set against is a last a last hurrah, the dying breath of a relationship set into <laughs> now a zombie apocalypse featuring some guy who used to babysit you or whatever. <laughs> it would, it's so yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I don't want to get too far into what it does right without talking about a scene that will haunt my nightmares for years. One of the best <laughs> horror scenes I think I've ever seen. Oh, Jack, I yeah, think buddy. it haunted my nightmares literally last night. Did it really? I have a story to tell you if it's the same scene. Please I, do. Okay. I, it is. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure call it's the, the same scene. scene, you guys. Yeah, so 
go ahead and describe the scene. I'll I'll get into my story afterwards. The one the and the specific part that got me is, is immediately. So, so she, uh, yes, on the beach. Uh, he goes. Is it what's his name? Mitch. Mitch is the older gentleman. Mitch, Mitch goes yeah, out. He, into he the water. walks out into the ocean. Yeah. She tries to follow him. Then all of a sudden, there's a lot of weird things up on the beach. She accidentally steps in one. It jellyfishes the fuck out of her foot. She pretends she can't walk on her foot terribly for a while. That part's unimportant. You don't, she goes you don't to have the kitchen. To, you don't have to do that. Why are you doing She's that? She's looking at her foot, and there's a thing coming out of a wound on her foot. And when she sees it, it like scoots back into it's like her a room. whole coiled goes, worm. It's like. Well, I'm not even talking about the pulling it out. The one that gets me is the one it's that she on first looks at it, Agreed. and it, like it's prairie dog, and, and it prairie dogs back. Well, because you see, foot. you guys, you guys are actually talking about two separate things. No, we're yeah, not. talking about when she's in the kitchen in and the she kitchen. looks at it before she goes yes. at it with the tongs. Are you and saying that that's back. what I'm talking about? Oh, no, my that's God. what I'm talking. It's about. like herding cats. You guys are just you're talking about one contiguous scene, but different parts of it. Jake, I'm talking about the kitchen beach. I'm talking about the kitchen. Jack is talking about it in the kitchen. Where, yes. where, but not when she winds <laughs> it out of her foot, where it like pokes back into her foot. It's like there's a thing there, yeah, and a, she sees a thing moving in her wound, and it, uh, it, it goes into that wound. Yeah, is the most distressing thing I've seen okay. in quite there's some like a, time. There's like a pussy nodule that just retracts it, that a moving into thing foot. goes into her. That's, I think so. I don't. Oh, disa- I, don't, I audibly screamed, dude. I don't. I don't disagree with you, but the scene on the oh. beach got to me more where she like pulls up her foot and there's like the wound with the coiled worm and it moves because yeah. I was not anticipating that. And then when she got up to the kitchen, I was like, oh, they're, they they already showed me. They're going to go for it. They're going to fucking show her like cut her foot off or some shit, right? So, so uh, I watched this movie at this point fuck, like three days ago. Last night, I had a dream that had to have been influenced by this and you know how dream memories go right like as the i mean we're at the end of the day now i've forgotten a lot of it but what i can remember is that it was very erotic i can tell you that (laughs) what i can remember (laughs) is that i had acquired in some fashion a very very similar situation to my foot and here's where the dream part comes in it had to be dealt with and we had like a swedish chef type character in this dream and he (laughs) full-on took just a straight up like cleaver and cut my foot off in one swift, you know, chopping motion. And then somehow off like my viewpoint where I was on this gurney, he did something and then put my foot back on. It was fine. You're talking about like a like a Muppet Swedish chef? Like, like a hurdy-gurdy bird. He wasn't hurdy-gurdy bird in the dream, but it was definitely like a dude wearing like all the chef attire. And it was like the Swedish chef level of eccentricity. Not, but but it wasn't a felt puppet with human hands. No, it was a human, but he had the level of eccentricity that was that costume. I, I, I get what you're saying. Um, I mean, it's a dream, dude. For me, it's though. a dream. But that, it so was anyway, an important distinction for me. Anyway, it's important to note because this literally did... There, there's no way it wasn't influenced by that. It literally did creep into my dreams, which I can't remember a horror movie having done that in... Fuck... Since we've like, started this, yeah, like when is the last time that's time happened? Ago. That that yeah. is commendable, dude. And it was yeah. like it, it. I was kind of like, whoa, during the so, movie. But so first I didn't thing think here, much of it. First thing here, we probably should have mentioned body horror under subcategories. We did. We did. I did. He oh, said did. light okay, body cool. horror. Yeah. Gotcha. 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 Unexpected body horror, though, is 
kind of a harsh. secondary thing is it's even <laughs> if you're expecting there to be like something horrendous yeah. you're like okay i've prepared myself i've yeah. successfully puckered we're good now as opposed to all of a sudden now there's a worm in your foot what i didn't think this was and, coming this is a zombie movie and, especially in a movie that like we're in what it does right so i want to talk about like it's poor quality up to that point but when it's a movie like you're not <laughs> expecting much from that like all of a sudden a very distressing worm retraction scene well, happens it been it's like st- ah! It was slow burn interpersonal dynamics to that point. I mean, yeah, that was what 40 minutes shit. into the movie, man. And like all of a sudden you pull that out. Like that's 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 a good choice. I like that. Yeah. I got to say one thing before we move on. This is a weird I I love going to the ocean, but I have a weird like subcategory of phobia built into my brain of stepping on shit at the beach. And I have never had a, a, a movie quite channel that thing where I just assume, you know, when I step on something, it's going to be a goddamn yeah. Portuguese man of war that burrows into my skin and yeah. lays eggs and shit. Fuck. That's that. always Holy my crap. fear. Everything on the beach. Yeah. yeah. I have had this, I mean, almost exact thing happen to me except for all of the parts that are that part are horror. of this movie. You know, you step on a jellyfish and it's gross and you freak out and it stings your foot and it sucks. Yeah. And you're f- afraid of it forever. And then in a movie, 10 years later, it does the same I thing, think, but then it lays eggs and controls your brain and turns I you into I think it's worth being it. afraid of jellyfish. Having at least a healthy fear of jellyfish is a good thing. I, yeah, I hate jellyfish. I think we covered this I don't this hate on, them. I'm fascinated by them, but they're scary. They are scary as fuck. I think we covered this on Sphere, but I do not like jellyfish. And there was that one time in Mexico when I was snorkeling, and I looked ahead of me, and there were a bunch of jellyfish, so I decided to turn around, and there were a bunch of jellyfish behind me. Because <laughs> it's extremely stressful. You had to dive, Mark. You got to dive. No, they were below me, to... too. I had to swim through them. It was awful. <laughs> I might have to bleep this depending on what happens, but I'm dangerously close to accepting a job in Hawaii, and this is uh, <laughs> distressing. I hope this ages well. Jack, that, this was in Mexico. You're fine. Just don't go to Mexico. That's the only place where jellyfish are, that in Hawaii. Or that in, oh, shit. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, shit. By the time this comes out, I'll probably have worked there for a year and a half. So. Nice. <laughs> just, this is one of the lost episodes. Uh, do we have anything else that does hard right? The I, I have one more thing. I do like the hard turn this movie takes into the full-on like escape kind of vibe it gets of like a everything's fucked there's this thick fog you get a weird scene of like it's not fog and then there's like the survival i like the really fast-paced survival sequence of like this fog is killing everybody and she's all alone through the end of this movie i think that's executed beautifully jack pause real quick yes i had one more thing and does right which is that when i think they do that like creepy goopy shit that comes out of all the sinks they do it really well it's a fun practice oh Oh, fuck yeah yeah. they do that's a great effect but uh to get to your point jack this was something that i had in does middle um because it works it to your point it is very effective within the movie to to have this like crazy whiplash around like the first part is about like interpersonal dynamics and then the second part is an escape movie and then it becomes a zombie thriller and then it becomes the fucking mist at the end <laughs> but the problem with that that I had was I felt like this thing launched into it so hard that this is an 87 minute long movie and it felt long I I was it like did. 
By the time she got to like the first house, I was like, okay, this has to be the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> this this does. This is the longest eighty-seven minute movie I've ever seen. I don't yeah, know. I, I, this that, thing. I, I mean, this felt like that. it should have been. It should have been like forty-five minutes long, well, and it would have been felt exactly okay. right. You're you're tapping into something that I had a note on, which is I do feel like this. So this is a directorial debut. We, I think it's worth mentioning now, and we are transitioning into what this movie does middle. So this was directed by Jeffrey A. Brown. <clears throat> Directorial debut. I think there were a lot of ideas that were launched at this movie, and it was probably at least in part to get it to full-length runtime, because to me this felt like a really good idea that they basically had to extend into a feature-length film and it was done in a way that shows its level of inexperience. So that's why it was somewhat middle to me. Like that I, that part that you're talking about. I, I guess I would that. I would I would jump on that train of thought only by noting that he was also the writer. I mean that just to me that like accentuates that. Well, I'm just saying the director, I mean affects some of that stuff but you you can really only do what the script is giving you and i feel like in this i case see it's yeah, yeah yeah okay the script is the thing that has sure. that problem where this like, was it gets to the point and then it yeah. just kind of tap dances for an extra I, I, 30 but minutes. the reason i put that middle is i think there's like there is a lot that is done here that i think is like well executed well thought out but it's super rough around the edges is basically my ultimate verdict on this film. Like, I like what it has going on, but it's extremely rough around the edges, and that is indicative of some of these first projects that we see. I don't hate that, but you just have to note that that's what it was. Yeah. Sure. And I think we talked about some of the influences it clearly has. The other one I think we missed that I want to talk about is The Crazies. This movie, the the last third of this movie reads a lot like the crazies to me okay. with people like running from one thing to another where people yeah. are okay or they aren't and going into people's homes like this is clearly a director that loves a lot of these things and doesn't quite know how to do them uh, in this doesn't have as like much that, experience that yeah exactly uh but so I, I i agree with this take and does middle i'm positive this movie didn't have anything to draw from this because it came out after the initial uh, debut, I whatever I mean, whatever we talked about at the beginning, this one came out between 2019 and 2020. But I also got significant color out of space vibes out of the beginning of this movie. Oh, hundred percent, man! Like when it blows in and she's walking through the forest and shit. I mean, there's some neon vibes for sure. Yeah, or when what's the what's the lady's name? The older lady who's Jane. Mitch. Yeah, when she's yeah Jane when she's out in the forest. Um, that's what I said. And gets like trapped. That's the that's the one where you're like, oh yeah, okay. I, I see how these two things are yeah. running in parallel. I mean, that's kind of where it's like a little bit Lovecraftian, right? But it's sure. just like they you know that they like that stuff. It's not like this is a Lovecraftian horror film. It's just that you know that they like it. So that scene, and obviously the scene with the foot, are the two main like I think elevator pitches for this movie. And that's yeah, another thing that I look at scene. frequently with how a how pacing of the script works. And the funny thing about this movie is that the two like quintessential scenes of this movie are both before the halfway mark. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of a signpost that eh, maybe this thing's just, Ooh. just a touch too long. Yeah. I, I, agree. I have a lot of stuff in does middle. I'm just learning. Cause I also have like, I have while we're talking about that, her character is such, she's such a badass. She's so cool. She's resourceful, but at the same time, like also, exploited and helpless at some parts that feel weird in this movie like she's a weird combination of sometimes 
helpless and voiceless and sometimes like take charge and powerful well can i pontificate over like why they they wrote in like her educational background and her aspirations but to me like i don't think they they used those to like the degree that they needed to to justify those like i she she didn't do enough with that in the situation for me to find it super believable. Now, I think it helped during the first act of the film to like ground it a little bit and set the stage for what was going to happen. It was kind of heavy-handed, but then it didn't do a ton to help itself as the movie progressed. So that's I had that as something the movie does middle. Yeah, they had they had the exposition that comes at the end come from just like the radio instead of from her figuring it out, which is weird. <laughs> I I had this in in nitpick and it's it might be something that I'd like might, might actively escalate to does wrong cuz it's like to to Jack's point, yeah, you have this badass heroine, but you're giving her this educational background that is almost completely irrelevant to the plot of the movie, except serving as a conversation piece and rumination on the fragility of mankind, and that's it. You can maybe give her, like, part of the worm extraction is based on her organic chemistry degree in undergrad. Well, I mean, she clearly has a little bit of biology. I'd say that's more based around, like, a bio lab of dissecting some worm or something. But Sure. You're definitely not getting that shit in organic chemistry, dude. You're making, making, (laughs) like, lemons into whatever that chemical was called that smelled really good in, in OCAM lab. Uh, in my experience, organic chemistry labs go with mostly just uh, machines making different, you know, wave patterns on yeah. things to do. A, a gas like chemical, chemical lasing and a TA that doesn't speak English at all. You going to his office hours and him saying, you need to chemistry it better. <laughs> RTA's, uh, RTA's name was Arnob. And the other story... <laughs> And the other story I want to tell from my OCHEM days is uh, there was one fucking functional gas chromatograph. Uh, they they had like five that we were supposed to split as a group, and that would have been enough to have all of us use it for the lab. But there was one. There was one functional gas chromatograph. So a lab that was supposed to take like two and a half hours or like four hours or whatever, however long that lab period was, ended up taking fucking 12 hours. It was so bad. I hated it. God damn yeah. it. My my lab TA was, and I went to his office hours, and he literally told me to chemistry it better. <laughs> yeah, and I was too dumb to understand what that meant. I I can't tell you that our knob was that much better. <laughs> Jake, you good? Check. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm. Yeah, that's reassuring. So I don't have anything. I don't have anything else. The movie does like hard. Middle, hard I'm middle, hard middle. You started operation. You started dude. this whole fucking conversation with "I have more shit and doesn't." Yeah, you're like, I I the last middle. one I want to talk about <laughs> is the Randall character. That's the last middle. Who the one fuck is Randall? The the young guy. He's the boyfriend, Randy. Oh yeah, Randall. Randall. Yeah, he's not Randy. Mark. He's okay. Randall. He's been Randy since he was a kid. Please don't call him Jay. Please don't call him Ray. I I I hate him. So fucking much. But you it's, it's, cl- it's cl- no, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> He's. <laughs> I I I would put it in does wrong, if like you have He's to write. He's got gumption. It's hard to write a character that detestable, and me to not give you some respect for writing a character that fucking awful. But I hate everything about him. I remember we went to see a uh, waitress on stage. A while ago, um, at okay. the at the theater here in Salt Lake City, 
And if you've seen that play, the the husband, the the shitbag husband who spends the entire fucking play beating his wife and like sleeping on the couch and drinking beer, um, did a phenomenal job. It's an it's a super well written character. Like he's obviously the villain, and that's how they play him. And then the guy stands up. He's obviously this like wonderful gentleman who's in theater and doing all. And you know he's he's living the dream with a touring acting company. And everyone in the entire fucking theater just like boos and hisses at him when he goes to take a bow. And I'm like, come on, he did a pretty good job. And that's what <laughs> Randall seems like to me. <laughs> you know, I thought the performance was very good, and the character is obviously written to be a heel. He's 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 written more than he needs to be to be a heel. He's so bad on every level. I mean, the main thing is that he's I mean, yeah, he's an asshole, but he's the main thing here that is causing friction is that he's trying to actively convince his girlfriend to give up on higher education because he doesn't like, quote, believe in Western education, man. They're just manufacturing diplomas, dude. He's not trying to get. He's like, yeah, he's not advocating for anything else. He's advocating for nihilism. Let's crash in my parents' beach house, dude. As long yeah, as his we parents. Let's just live here forever. Own a home. <laughs> his parents own a home on Cape Cod, and he we burned out in college. Here. And he wants to go and smoke and hang out in on Cape Cod. Like that is a an age old story, dude. Yeah, and I hate him. <laughs> it's so lazy. <laughs> Well, and I he mean, sucks. we can get into armchair psychology on this one, but like, but, it's it's based out of fear of of maturing and growing up and expanding into a but, role. But that's right? not that's not why his character sucks. He sucks on every level, right? He brought his girlfriend out here to a vacation house, and there's weird people well, that show up that. in the house, and but he doesn't like he he doesn't tell them to leave or deal with. It. He's just like. Uh yeah, stay here. She's like, okay, I'm gonna go out and be in the car. But he knew the people. And he doesn't even. Fe- oh my god, dude, he it's unbelievable. I fucking hate. They're him. like family friends from when he was a kid. He is a special kind of detestable dirtbag, and I think yes. it is to the movie's benefit. In yeah, I way. I agree with that. Take. That's why it's in Does Middle for me. Yeah, I, uh, I frankly mean, I'm surprised would... that it's in What Does Middle for You. So I think we're circling the wagons yeah. on this character. I would catch this. I would couch this into what I had under the movie does right, which is the interpersonal dynamics and the relationship tension, right? I think that is what makes at least the start of this movie tick. And for the most part, I mean, the second movie is just propelled by sheer momentum, but that's the starting blocks that it's running from. So I'm counting that as a positive overall. Again, I'm so uninterested in their relationship because it's so clear to me what that relationship, like it's just fuck him. He's the absolute worst on every level. I mean, we're saying the same thing. We're Dude, in violent just, agreement. <laughs> whatever. He read some Kerouac and it changed his life. Yes, he's that. He's exactly that kind of <laughs> asshole. Fine. <laughs> he's precisely the kind of 23-year-old asshole who thinks that Jack Kerouac changed his life. Yes, exactly. I read like a chapter of a philosophy book one time, man, and it changed my life. <laughs> Let me <laughs> tell you it. about the cave. All right? <laughs> Because they didn't even know. They could only see the torchlight, you see. <laughs> it was the shadows, and they thought that was reality. Fuck, let's go to Does Wrong. Let's smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> the weed. <laughs> let's do the weed. <laughs> do. <laughs> okay, first okay. one that I had in Does Wrong, which, frankly, I would be fine if we bumped up to Does Middle, but... Okay, good start. Mitch, his death sequence 
is beautiful, but it's also like, did Wes Anderson swoop in and randomly direct one scene of Why this movie? It was this one specifically. Why are you saying that? Because it's a because it's a long. It's like a wide shot. Is it, what's on? What's it's up a wide shot, dude. Yo, okay. So aside from. <laughs> He is seemingly completely unaffected by the effects of the fog. He doesn't have any of the symptoms. He's just like, well, I'm going to kill myself now. He has it, rocks in his socks, and he walks in a straight line out into the ocean. That and was his the most plan Wes Anderson thing right? I've ever seen, ever. Like, like, like he had a plan, I kinda had a plan to it. kill himself. No, he had a plan to kill himself before any of this happened. He got a little distracted by a weird young couple being there. But then he that he was undeterred by that, and he decided to kill himself anyway. Yes. It's such a weird trajectory. I fully agree with. It Mark. does not belong in the movie. It's just like he's he has this monologue about how what a lovely day it is, and about you know the trials and tribulations of growing up with someone and seeing them fade away, and then he just walks in the most poetic, metaphorical way possible into the ocean, into a relatively calm ocean, and just ceases. Well, I mean, to be. it's not. It's. I mean, it's okay. Yeah, it's calm because it's Cape Cod and there's no waves on the inside. Fine, but whatever. He walks in a straight line with weighted socks out into <laughs> into the bay and apparently just drowns himself. You you're saying this a lot. Was there like a visual indication his socks were full of rocks? I don't remember that. No, but how? I mean, how else are you gonna do it? There was the scene in uh, you might uh, whatever. This is a very minor spoiler for another movie, but there was a scene in the boy when they put all the rocks in their pockets and they do the same thing. How yeah. else? You're buoyant. You're buoyant until you're below twenty five feet. So how the fuck do you think you're, this is gonna work? It was bitch? the infection, Mark. The infection weighs you down. Yep, totally. It makes no, you less but you buoyant. can go underwater and breathe in a lung full he has, of water. He has and be so less many buoyant. worms in him. He's like not extra, if you have a laryngospasm, you lose consciousness, and then you buoyant. naturally float upward, and you'll be fine. And then she'll also see him floating there. He the, legitimately the way he walks into the water is not a natural thing. You have to be weighted down in order for that to happen. The worms provided sinkage. The worms provided sinkage, Kay. Mark. Yeah. Okay. So this is a neat pick then. Good Argue work. with that. It might be. <laughs> It might be. Did we we got all the way through? I mean, I I told a full on story about a dream in the what does right category, and we didn't add, we didn't like specifically say that like practical did a good job here. So I just want to like say that, and I'm gonna move back to what it does wrong, because I do agree with you, Mark. Like that was a super weird sequence, and I think that it's kind of one of many examples in this movie where to tie into what I was saying earlier about how. This thing kind of shows its influences on its sleeve, but it's not super directed. Like you get a lot of that, particularly in the second, the second two thirds, <laughs> the second two thirds, the final two thirds of this movie, and it really starts to grate. Like there, there, the 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 listlessness of how to actually put this into ninety minutes is a problem in this movie. We've been dancing around that, but it's a big problem. Like it is, uh, yeah. Th- that is that is problem number one for me. Is you have good ideas, but fuck. Sure, channel Ton- those, please. Tonal inconsistency is what I would couch that under. Tonal. This is realistically like four or five different movies stitched together by the same characters. Yeah, which goes along mm. with exactly what I thought, Mark. I think what you were talking about is like that. His whole death scene, like. It it's so weird that it's like what he was planning to do anyway, combined with 
them wanting to make it think it's weird how weird he's behaving like this is there's this weird combination of this was his plan and he's being affected by everything that's going on and it's like really hard to parse Can we yeah think- like he brought he brought his weighted socks that's really important for <laughs> yeah. for me that you know that I mean, maybe, like, if we will for a minute, maybe it was like, fuck, I got a chance to, like, make a movie. I'm going to put, like, a Wes Anderson-level love letter scene in this. I'm going to put a color out of space scene in this. I'm going to put a zombie scene in this. And it's just like, after 15 of those, it's like, fuck, what have I done? But I shot the film. (laughs) What have I done? I've made a masterpiece. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a lot of first-time filmmakers have so many of these influences going on right that's not an uncommon thing no there was a note that i made during this film and ultimately i i abandoned my level of standing by this note but i'm gonna read it to you anyway and it's that this movie has a good idea and the execution is where it starts to fall apart and it reminds me of headcount now sure. I'm pulling <laughs> back from Ed the Count end is, of that. Is executed better than this movie, but okay. I'm I'm pulling back from the end of that because I wrote it at about the hour long mark, and there was another thirty minutes, and it started. It kept <laughs> doing that same thing that I was finding annoying, uh, and at a certain point, that execution level, like Mark just mentioned, drops off the face of the earth. But I I think that is. A, a hallmark of some of these movies that are made. They're smaller movies. Usually it's first time projects. And I just want to say like, we're in what the movie does wrong, but like, I don't want to shit on that too much because you're still making something that inherently I find interesting, but Jesus Christ, you're super fucking unfocused. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I fully agree. My next thing does wrong is kind of a transition into nitpicks. Unless you guys have anything else big to talk about, I'd like to blow a whistle. Jake is dancing around it, so I'm going to add a little bit of analysis here that this is one of the weakest endings we've seen in a long time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah aside yeah, from yeah. the general understanding of how she moves from one place to another, once she crashes into the tree and then stumbles into the pond, and then the pond is like a quarter mile away from the ocean, and then she just ends in the ocean. Aside from the physical understanding of how that fucking works, I don't understand what the actual like meaning of this movie is. And maybe it's there just that one. it's supposed to be some type of snapshot of a troubled couple and this this girl who's still discovering herself, but... A troubled couple in a troubled world, Mark. Sure, but well, the, I mean, the, the biggest thing here is I feel like this is supposed to be some type of movie about self-actualization and discovery, is and it? well, and but then it ends up not being that at all, right? Emily's character does not change basically throughout the entire movie, even though she's framed as the knowledgeable protagonist. Well, this, she just kind of. This is a good transition into into the whistle area, Mark, because I had a note about how I enjoyed that this was fucking bleak. Like, no one okay. makes it out. No one changes. Everybody dies. That's an interesting take. <laughs> I don't sure. see that all the I time. mean, that, that is a decision to make, but it just seems like they didn't really... They're, the, usually the thing that helps tie the whole package together is, like, one sort of 
resolution of like one single plot element and all this movie does is generate loose ends and then resolve none of them which is yeah especially when you're doing as much of like uh talking about astrobiology and how it applies to earth as much as it applies to other planets as this movie does right and then to resolve just fucking just ah. you're not allowed to wax poetic about philosophical bullshit like that and not understand how like narrative things work now i understand that Life generates loose ends, and maybe that's the type of movie you're making where sometimes things just don't get resolved. But, but I don't feel like you can have both of those two with things. That throughout, yeah, right. And now we're dancing back to the exact same thing that that Jake was just talking about of tonal inconsistencies. We've gone full circle. I'm blowing the damn whistle. Good. Here's my thing that was almost does wrong, but is essentially a nitpick. The way she acts, one of her feet being absorbed by this monster <laughs> is crawling across the ground and like lifting herself up every stair just hop you have a foot hopping isn't that well, hard yeah i don't think so. like, i don't you think don't that have to worry about it much. you just walk up it with one foot like that's not it's and it's consistent throughout this movie that being like, said though i would be so fucking rattled like i might move differently than her but i would probably handle that whole situation so much more like a baby and i think that's actually totally fair from the, from the psychological standpoint, that might have wounded you on a deeper level than you understand from just watching this. Maybe, but it's like the the physical foot. Like you don't have to drag your. You're not army crawling across the beach with your forearms because you can. Oh yeah, fully in, stand up and hop in in a life and death situation where you're getting sh- ch- chased by some lady crawling on the ground. Yeah, I yeah. mean you just fucking stand up and run away. <laughs> yeah, your adrenaline takes over at that point. You don't give a shit what your feet feel like. You don't even need fucking feet. You need to stop. And at a minimum, you're hopping on the one foot that's good. Right. I, I yeah, I'm pretty sure I could like hop faster than I could run sometimes. You know, if I really wanted to. <laughs> that's weird. I don't know. We should do this as a race sometime. When when next time we can get together, we should do Mark, some. I would, I would like literally. There's literally nothing I'd like better in this life <laughs> than to adjudicate a race between you and you. One time hopping on one foot and one time running on both feet. That sounds like my ideal state of being to me. <laughs> well, we'll make it happen sometime. <laughs> Listeners, stay tuned for something, I don't know, two and a half years from now. <laughs> when we get a special kind of drunk again and this happens. This Man. came up at the very beginning. I want to talk about this. If someone says, I've got to use the bathroom, it's a guy thing. Wh- wh- what does wh- that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? I'm at least yelling what? What do you assume what? that person is doing? Because because yeah, there I think are the, follow up questions. Yeah, there are follow up. Uh, the only the only answer that it could be is, got, uh, "Honey, sorry, I gotta go masturbate." <laughs> no, no, Mark. What about this answer? My testicles are being very strange. I need to go look at them. <laughs> I need to go. I need to go inspect them real quick. I mean, quick they're here. in yeah. like a. They're a relationship. You can. You can give himself <laughs> yeah, you an exam. Like, I'm having a tremendous amount of gastrointestinal distress. You don't want to be anywhere near I mean, what's about okay, to happen. Okay, so let's. let's <laughs> Honey, I'm let's, concerned about torsion. Yeah, hold on. Let's pause for a second and just think about. Let's think about bowel movements. If you follow me here, <laughs> dude, I never stop. There mark is a me cer- now. Mark me. <laughs> there is a certain element to bowel movements that are kind of a guy thing. <laughs> like, they are way I that, worse. I think the word you're looking for is pride. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know about that. There are a certain amount of bowel movements where I've told my wife, like, 
you need to like leave the house. You you just you'll look at me differently if you're present yeah. while this yeah, happens. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This is about to be a whole thing. And that doesn't happen. So it is kind of a guy thing. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Uh yeah. There was one time when I took quite a large dump and it wouldn't flush. <laughs> and um my lovely wife is a nurse and had to go to work that night. And we only had one bathroom. We, this was still when we were in the apartment, so it like literally wouldn't flush. It was too it w- it was too firm to like go down the hole. So I just too <laughs> firm. That's the worst. Why thing are you I've telling this story? I don't know. It felt organic. So I just closed the lid, and she had to like come in and like do her makeup and stuff. And I was like, just don't look in there. <laughs> this is. I'm gonna bleep all of this. This is horrifying. This is too much. You've you've actually <laughs> crossed the line for what we're comfortable showing with normal people. <laughs> sharing fine, with normal people that's fine that's fine i was trying to be real you know real world salt lake city um here was a big nitpick that almost crossed into what it does wrong for me when she first steps on the thing and her foot is like being eaten away at by the all the horrible things that are happening to it don't use your hands to scrape away the acidic horrifying material the 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 poisonous goddamn venomous jellyfish goo don't use your hands you're on a beach shove your foot in the sand and use the sand to rub all that shit off yeah see this is another great example of how they didn't know how to write her character at all as being like the knowledgeable protagonist (laughs) right she's like hey this thing is burning my foot into a stub i better grab it with my hands the two things she's she is on the record as being good at is biology and chemistry and those are two very specific things that would be like, yeah, don't interact with that. Figure out another way to get it off your foot. Just rub your foot on the sand. It's She's smart enough to know to pour vinegar on it. But her foot is but... in tremendous pain. Rubbing it in sand would be too much. She had to sacrifice her hands, Jack. <laughs> well, then she shouldn't have been able to use those hands to climb up the stairs army style when she could have just hopped up them on one foot. Well, I mean, she got lucky that it wasn't in the venomous, gelatinous blob that was on the rest of her foot. It was some other insidious thing within, but I, I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, this doesn't necessarily have to be xenomorph blood, right? It's, it's not the molecular acid. It's something within that that impregnated itself into her foot. Maybe. I don't know if this is a character thing or not, but when, when her dumb dick boyfriend says like did he just leave that seems like a shitty thing to do i wasn't to turn the movie off i was like oh does it does that seem like a shitty thing to do to you <laughs> the worst person i've ever seen on screen i fucking wow. hate you so much wow. that seems like a shitty thing by you uh, i feel I mean, like in a movie with no antagonist this movie has a very good heel and you're reacting very poorly to it <laughs> or maybe super well i mean you're supposed to hate him you're supposed to hate him, and the movie is that guy related clearly. to Killian Murphy? That guy looks a lot like Killian Murphy. I did not get that vibe at all. And his last I name is Lagrosse, so no. I, I well, like how you're like his last so name no. is not the same, therefore unrelated. No, in Hollywood, no, that's no. You always keep the same last name as the people that are famous that you're related to. That's how it works. Okay. I want to go. To, ask, I want to go to ask Emilio right Estevez. Okay. I want to go to Talk Rage to right now. Woke up on the west side, listening to Beach House, taking my time. We over at Agency Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. 
For one, think about Rodney Dangerfield, how much respect he gets. That's a story of my life. No respect. I don't get no respect at all. No respect at all. And for 10, think about the shoveler, how well he shovels. Lucille, God gave me a gift. I shovel well. I shovel very well. Story is the first gang to rate these things. Ah, uh, it was Jennifer's pick, so I'm going to arbitrarily pick Mark. What's your story rating? You're the first one to go. <laughs> I feel like you always default to me when we do these Well, you did go things. first. So does it... Jake. Jake also feels like I always default to Jake. The so thing is, off. Mark went first in the, the HRR, so this makes sense. And then I'll go second. But I went last in the 30-second plot synopsis. Mm. Mark, what's your story rating? Tonal inconsistencies, Jack. That's what's your problem. My story rating is a five. Um, This is... We kind of touched on this at the very beginning. We were doing the 30-second plot synopsis. There's really not that much story here. Uh, There's a lot of stuff that gets hung on it as far as, like, character drama goes. But the story itself is sort of an unimagined... The Bay meets... Hmm. Uh, Dawn of the Dead, I guess. Slash the Mist. I don't know why I didn't say the Mist. The Mist probably would have been the appropriate. The thing Mist there. is in there for sure. Yeah. So the Bay is a good call. Have we not mentioned the Bay yet? That's crazy. Uh. Well, yeah, and that's another one that we probably should revisit and and review at some point because people seem to like that movie for whatever reason. But oh. in any case, it's not really bringing too much new to the plate here, uh, aside from the body horror aspect. And I don't think that really belongs in story. I think that belongs somewhere else. So. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm giving it a six for story. Fuck off, Jake. I'm this. This is the order I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, the listeners are gonna it, think you were very aggressive with that, Jack. I it know, was. but they couldn't see the 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 very belittling hand gestures you were doing, staring blankly at the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh this this is uh, a Mark said everything. I, I've given it a slightly above average. Uh, it's pretty good. Jake, what's I'm, your story? I'm going to interrupt Jake to say that, yeah, Mark said everything. I have no additional comments. Yeah. That's how I'm going to check his strong not to spit out beer. <laughs> you, you successfully No, I failed. I actually did do a spit take. <laughs> spit take <laughs> that was a real spit take. Um, I love how you decided to go second to say you have nothing to add. That's the, that's the hallmark of the third person, you asshole. <laughs> oh my god oh, i also gave Jake. it a five it's the same as mark look this story is interesting from a high level conceptual standpoint and i respect it for that i am not really a sucker but i'm interested in things like this where it's semi i don't know biological and the end of the world happens and i also like the vagary that's here but at the same time like it just doesn't coalesce into anything that amounts to too much in the end and it's really unfocused when it's trying to put all of its different influences on screen so it's a little bit lower than average fair enough that's gonna take us into world building and immersion mark what is your world building and immersion score i gave it a six and i think after our conversation i'd be willing to go a little bit lower here but the thing that i ended up defaulting to after i watched the movie was that i still feel like the performances of the people in this movie was enough to like really keep me captivated there are things that seem wildly inconsistent and not of one consistent view but still it was very watchable (laughs) we haven't really talked about how oppressive the setting is of like it starts out with this oblique loneliness and then turns into an incredibly claustrophobic like fight against fog 
and it's getting into the car, it's getting into the room, it's getting into the house, whatever. And that that little mechanic of keep yourself away from the fog that isn't fog, it's actually like mystified eggs or whatever, uh, atomized is the word I was trying to come up with. <laughs> okay. That works mystified. pretty well. I like mystified. Yeah, me sure. too. Both of them are good. You get um, mystified. Okay. Whatever. I gave it a six. Gave it a six. I agree with you entirely. I give it a six as well for the exact same reasons. Jake. <laughs> yep. Same reason. Same score pretty much. I... I thought this was interesting. I mean, I was pretty enraptured with the first third, despite what qualms we mentioned with some of the interpersonal dynamics, because the the whole that was experienced kind of like as you started to see them interact with each other, the two couples, was interesting. And then as everything started to coalesce, I liked that, too. There were elements that pulled me out, but ultimately, like, pretty watchable movie. I liked it. Yeah, I, I will say one of the reasons this is as low as it is for a movie that we've talked about as much as we liked it is just... Fully lost that train of thought. Let's go on to Scare Factor. I love Mark. that you abandoned what it, though. Good commitment scare- to abandonment. I love it. Fully just, I got genuinely frightened on how much I actually lost that train of thought. Mark, what is your Scare Factor <laughs> I, I do that sometimes where I just keep uh, talking until I think that I remember what my point see, was. See, Jack, your problem is that you're not as used to that as I am. That's a well, daily uh, occurrence for me. No, it happens sometimes, but I just sometimes feel like I will be able to get there. And this one, it was clear to me there was, it was not coming back. Can, can you can you do that in court? Objection, Your Honor. Ah, uh, actually, never mind. No, sorry, never mind. Don't worry about it. Frankly, it happens all the fucking time in like an actual trial, in like a multi-day trial. Sometimes there's like objections. Just like, isn't this what they're trying to say? And you're like, yeah, maybe. I just hadn't said anything in a while. I get paid for the word. My bad. (laughs) My scare factor score is a six. God Um, I'd be curious. I'm very curious to know what you guys are both going to give it. Body horror to me is not something that particularly gets under my skin for the most part, especially if I know it's coming, which is a little trick that this movie pulls, which I was not expecting that. I liked it. And combining the whole thing of stepping on something at the beach that then fucks up your foot. I mean, that is quintessentially one of my most deepest impersonal fears. So I love that scene. That is an incredible sequence, but it's also about 90 seconds out of this 87 minute long. Yes. Pseudo zombie movie. So better than average, but not by much. If you can watch one tiny little thing of this that maybe escapes onto YouTube or something like that, just watch the foot scene. That's all you need to see. Yep. Yeah, I gave it a seven for kind of that Ooh. exact reason. Like, this has an all-time great scene in it. That that, and, and for me, it's the scene when the thing goes back into her foot. When she looks at it, <laughs> she, the first time she, like, looks at the wound, and there's a moving thing that goes, retracts into her foot, is an all-time great horror scene. It's not surrounded by a whole bunch of other scary shit, but that... Her pulling the thing out is is a little squirmy, but not that rough. Like it's just, but that one scene is going to stay with me forever. It is an all time great scene. It's a seven for me, Jake. I have the same thing that you just said, but it was for the period on the beach where she first saw it. Like that. That's what's interesting is that you and I have the you're ta- basically. You're talking about like literally a handful of frames. Uh, yeah. I mean, okay. he kind of is too, though. Like, we, we basically have the same take, but it's at different parts of the sequence that Mark was talking about. Ultimately, what Mark said reigns true. What you need to see is the minute and a half 
sequence that was that. That to me is yeah. the elevator That's pitch this movie. for this yeah. movie. That's the short that this was on an island, and then each side they kind of built around it to create a 90-minute film, which had moderate success, but not completely an amazing end product, I guess. I had a fucking dream about this movie. That says something. <laughs> I, I did give it a six uh, because the vast majority of the runtime was not like really scary at all to me. Uh, but that period was definitely punching above his weight class to use that metaphor for a second time. That's good thing to do effects or judicious lack thereof. Mark, what is your effects or judicious lack thereof? Score? Judicious. Um, I gave it a seven. Yeah, don't. I'm slurring. Yes, fine. Don't. I gave it a seven overall. I have very few complaints about this movie. And interesting, both of the complaints I had were things that I written down that didn't really come up in our conversation. One of which was the look of the when they have the phosphorescent uh, like bloom that's like blowing in, and it's just like very clearly superimposed over a shot that they did. Um, that looks kind of bad. And then also somehow every single pane of glass in this movie, I don't like to rag on the props department for using fake glass, but like, wow, you need to make your panes of sugar look a little bit thicker because these when, are the most breakable things. When the zombie woman breaks through, like when she ties the fucking hose around the handles loosely, that's a bad scene to begin with. But then when the woman breaks through the pane, yeah. that's the the one that sealed it for me was when they broke into the second house and she just like taps on it and just shatters everywhere. Uh, so those are the two things that I thought the movie didn't do well. But like literally outside of that, practically this movie looks pretty impressive. There's a scene we haven't mentioned yet, which is that in that second house that they go to, she stumbles upon what I might call the final form of this zombie that is like the walrus monster thing yeah. that is on screen for fractions of a second i i i mean if it's if it's more than two seconds i'd be surprised it's and the fact about that they two built, seconds they the fact that they built that whole thing to put it on the screen for 80 frames good point is <laughs> is preposterous and not what this movie does right i just wanted to also mention that that is a thing that exists in this movie yep the part where this movie does shine is like the zoom in shot of the oyster the goop that's coming out of the sinks that type of stuff that's the practical effects that this movie does really well. Agreed. So, yeah. Overall, yeah, seven. I give this movie an eight for effects. I think it's largely a judicious lack thereof, but what it does do, it does very, very well. And in particular, I mean, obviously the foot scene is fucking fantastic on every aspect. The The monsters that come out of the sea are practical. Those look really fucking cool. When she's coming about, I think the milky eyes look good. Like I think the zombies look good for being basic zombies. They just it, this movie kind of nails everything. They they kind of nail what they have to nail with doing some stuff that will haunt me for my lifetime. Hmm. Uh, that's that that's worth something. This movie is fucking it. It's innovative. This movie is doing great things, and it's getting an eight from me from that respect, Jake. Uh, Mark and I have been in complete lockstep this episode, and it's kind of gone unchecked until here. So, like, I gave this, not unchecked, but undocumented. Uh, I gave this a seven as well. <laughs> like, we've had the exact same score for every category. And it's really for the same reasons. Now, Jack, what you just said about the foot scene, I almost wholeheartedly agree with. And I it, it comes from me having to think about, like, what I am detracting from this film. Um, in that foot scene... 
in the beach house itself, the the part that affected you more. I did I do have like a bit of a detraction, which is that you can like look at the toes, the foot, and clearly see like they don't look like real toes. Like you can see that it's just like a prosthetic that they've done something to. But the reason that I paid so much attention to the toes is because I was squirming so hard to not look at the thing that was happening in the middle of the screen. And that is the sign of a good scene. So ultimately, that's a plus, not a minus. Okay. We like practical effects here. This is a good yeah. practical effect movie. I gave it a seven. It it's it could have great. done probably a little more given what I saw. Jesus Christ! Yeah. But I understand no, it's that, on a budget. It's just hard again. with a mostly judicious lack thereof movie to give it a super super high score. Ultimately, though, thumbs up in this category. Again, this is a ninety minute long movie where we have mentioned that it should be half that length, and they introduced a final form zombie that they used for two seconds, maybe maybe two seconds. Perhaps you yeah. should have leveraged that a little bit more in your narrative if you were going to go that direction. Well, that's going to take us into overall. Mark, what is your overall score? I gave it a five and a half. I mean, ultimately, I don't think this is that far above average. There are some pluses to this movie that I don't think I've ever seen before. The the stepping on stuff on the beach, the foot scene, those are super cool, super great scenes, but they're they belong in like a horror short movie. And the as you stretch this thing out, you get the benefit of brilliant performances from all four actors and actresses involved, but it's honestly not enough to to you know provide enough buoyancy for this thing to get just that next level of memorable. I think in a few months you can ask me about this movie, and uh, the one thing I might be able to recall from it is the foot scene, and that's probably about it. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I'm giving this a six. This is a good movie overall, but it's it's a movie that's dependent on that foot scene, and it's it's really good in that regard. But it's a it's a. What do you think Quentin Tarantino uh, thinks of this movie? Loves it. <laughs> he, or fucking hates loves, it. No, loves they've, it. He they've doesn't, denigrated he doesn't, feet, dude, he doesn't, Jake. He doesn't discriminate they've disrespected on the way in which his feet. feet are presented to him. He just wants feet. He just wants feet on camera, man. Yeah. Well, he wants feet by sexy ladies on camera. Well. So he does discriminates like a lot. What about an unsexy foot from a sexy lady? This never happened. It Quentin happens Tarantino in this movie. movie. That is this specific it, it, example. In a Quentin Tarantino movie is what I said. Oh, that, I see but what you're he saying. asked oh, what right, he would okay. think about this movie. This isn't a Quentin Tarantino movie. I'm gonna go. I gave this a six. He as wouldn't well. like it. I gave this a six. This is the only area that I disagreed with Mark. I guess I gave it the same score as Jack. Basically the same reasons, other than the Quentin Tarantino piece. I don't want to have anything to do with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, let's uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. This is actually a thumbs up for me. Is it actually? Oh, shit. Mark, you're first. I'm shocked. God damn it. Mark, you're first. Well, it's fine that you went first, because I'm going to have a differing opinion here. And, of course, Jake is going to have to take a side. I'm going to give it a thumbs down. I just don't think there's much here that's memorable enough or new and unique enough for this to be, like, really on the radar. Sorry, I don't know what's happening in my voice right now. It's it's a fine movie. It's watchable. If it gets put on, I'm not going to turn it back off, but it's also not something that I'm going to say, hey, go out of your way to watch this thing. That's interesting. It's a thumbs up for me, and this is honestly like one of the movies I really like recommending to. Like This, this is the kind of movie I like recommending to people where there's a weird as shit, really distressing, like just watchable but also with horrifying elements to it this is this is one of my favorite kind of movies to recommend to people just like and how fucking fucked up it is how specific it is still how watch up it is yeah exactly this is a thumbs up for me jake 
Uh, yeah, I hate tie-breaking this. Ultimately, I'm going to side with Mark on this one. Like, there's not Suck enough... Suck it, Jack! There's not enough going on here for enough people for me to give this the normal thumbs up. I, I think what I have to go with is that this is a deeper cut movie. If you see a lot of horror, you can appreciate what you get out of a first effort, like what this one is. And for that reason, it makes it a difficult sell for what I think this category needs. So thumbs down, but, you know, I like the movie, just the thumbs down. All right. Well, feels like it's uh, time to get the fuck out of here. This has been episode 207 of the A to Z Horrorcast. To check out everything we have going on, head on over to a to zhorror.com or come hang out with us on any of our social media channels. Those are Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. All Look, you know this at this point. All of them are down there in the links in the description below and as jack mentioned at the top of the episode if you're if you're still here hanging out with us you might want to consider becoming a patreon member because you made it through all of that podcast as he mentioned at the top of the episode right now is a really good time to consider joining all of your pros all of the money that we are getting from patreon right now is going to feeding america that should make you feel good you're gonna get the same great content that you would otherwise but it's gonna go to somewhere that needs it which is not us right now and we're gonna continue doing that for the foreseeable future so just know that as always the music has been coming at you from super bear their links down there in the description below as well and next week we are continuing with another one of our patreon member movie selections it is from ty this time it's another 2020 film because frankly you know we're trying to watch movies from this year before the end of the year because we have an omnibus episode coming up and we got to give out awards and shit. So it's self-serving. It's the amulet. That's coming at you roughly one week from today. I think it's going to be before the omnibus. I honestly don't know at this point. You're just going to have to check out and, you know, check it out and find out. So Jake, the omnibus is going to happen in February, just for record. Yeah, probably, probably. Hey! Hey! Regardless, until it happens, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies and have a great uh, everybody. Aliens are notoriously bubbly, you know, very bubbly in demeanor.